Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Super Bowl 55 week is underway, but it's unlike any Super Bowl we've ever experienced. Can you feel the buzz? in Tampa Bay. We'll compare it to some of our favorite Super Bowl memories and we'll discuss all this and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. This episode is brought to you by Moffitt Cancer Center. Moffitt's a proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Call 1-888-MOFFITT, M-O-F-F-I-T-T. All right, Tom Jones joins us now, and uh, Tom, you've covered a lot of Super Bowls. I've covered more than I care to remember. Actually, I try to remember all of them. Some of them I've forgotten. And this one is unlike any. Um, look, does does it feel like? Do you sense that there's excitement? Do you you know the the, the separation? Um, you know the fact that there's only going to be twenty five thousand people, not maybe quite the buzz, and yet I see a lot of flags. I see, you know, uh, people seem to be excited. I mean, what? What does it yeah. feel? Does this feel like a Tampa Super Bowl to you? I don't know. You know, it feels weird because um, I wonder how it would feel if we, if it wasn't in Tampa this year and the Bucks weren't in it. You know, would we, would it, would it feel like normal for us because all the TV shows are still talking about the game and who's going to win and you know all the things that happen during the course of the week? But like you said, we've covered Super Bowls here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, the last one being I guess Steelers, what, Steelers, Cardinals, Cardinals, yeah. and. So we were spending all our time at the media center and near Radio Row and all the events and we went to the parties and yeah. it felt like it, you know it felt like there was a big event in town. Traffic's bad. It's, Traffic's it's, bad, you know, but Harbor it's like it, or... everybody's talking about it. Flags are everywhere and people are hanging mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I know this year I now I'm over in St. Pete, so I'm not in Tampa. Uh, Although so ESPN's bit, kind of over there on the beach out there. Yeah, I'm They're kind of removed. It just feels it, the whole thing feels a little bit different from than than normal. But for you, Rick, like you're actually like now. See, when I covered the Super Bowls in the past, I was doing like sort of the media angle, even when I was back in sports. Um, in fact, the last I was the me I was like sort of the sports media page two guy when the Super Bowl was. You were interviewing Jim Rome. I yeah, I talked to amused. Jim. I actually was. You know, I was very proud of. I actually um, I talked to John Madden. Uh, that week, I got a, I got like an hour with John Madden, which was a pretty big deal back then. And the last question I asked him was, "Will this be your last game?" And he's like, "Oh, I haven't even thought about that." Well, as it turned out, it was. It was his. That was the final game he called as an NFL really? commentator. Yeah, the Bucks or the uh, Cardinals Steelers was his final. You know, you final know, that's game. The, the you asked the is it the last game or is it the last game <laughs> I'm gonna call? And then you you'd say, "Well, there's gonna be more games." <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do a last game, you know, and then I'm doing Madden again. If you're gonna do a last game, then that's that's probably the last game you want to do because then it ends, you know, with Antonio Holmes catching the ball in the corner of the end zone, and then that's the last play of the last game that that you know you do. So it was a hell of a Super Bowl, by the well, way. Well, it was. It was a great Super Bowl. In fact, I just watched a uh, the other, like 
the they're running all of them now. Yeah, yeah, they're running all of them. So I actually the half hour versions of them, you know. Right. So I so I watched it the other night. But the, here's the thing, Rick. So for that Super Bowl, uh, you know, I so I was in the media. I was involved with the media stuff on it and going gotcha. to, you know, talk, all you the said, press talk conferences to Rome, with to, the yeah mm-hmm. Radio Row. Radio Row. Row, I did all that stuff. Uh, um, but you were actually at the stadium doing media days. Now, that's what's got to be weird now, not like that traditional sort of media availability. That First of all, the word to. Zoom is an awful word that should be <laughs> stricken from the vocabulary. I said it the other day. I'm not even going to Zoom in my car anymore. I don't want to Zoom anywhere. Remember the TV show? There used to be a TV show called Zoom, wasn't there? Was there? It's like know. a kid's show, like... When we were little, yeah. I don't even like the letter Z because it begins with Zoom. <laughs> and, and, like, they've had these uh, – in, in some ways, because you know how it is. Like, media day used to be, like, media day, right, where it would be in the afternoon at the stadium, right, on and a everybody, Tuesday. everybody, right? Everybody would go. Be You know, the whole team's there. They got risers. They got um, people – if you didn't get a riser, you were in the stands. Coaches are mingling around. But you'd get like, you know, entertainment tonight and you'd get the girl in the wedding dress asking Tom Brady to marry her. And you'd yeah, get the guy from like Jimmy Kimmel, right? Going even Guillermo further. Yeah, whatever, Kimmel. Yeah. But going further back. Remember downtown Julie Brown? Remember that? Right. MTV. Yeah. MTV. Um, so, we're, you know, I mean, it was an event. It was like a it, it was, was like a, kind of a circus. And, and every year it got it got weirder and bigger and bigger until finally the NFL said, <laughs> I love him for this. Hey. We can make money on this. <laughs> we could televise Media Day and now forget that. We'll sell out an arena where people will pay to come and sit in the stands and even though they're hundred yards away from, you know, somebody, Tom Brady or whoever, they can tune in on a high frequency radio and pick the podium and listen in from, from the feed from inside the arena. And so, see the people. Like and that. see, and they can yeah. see them on the big screen, and we will bring them out with a bunch of smoke and music. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the AFC champion, New England Patriots. You know, and then the, then the next team comes out. And so this then it became Super Bowl Sunday night. And not only was it Super Bowl Sunday night, but when the game was in San Francisco, it still was at 8 o'clock. Like, they didn't even care. You know, it's like, right, right. You know, it's like 11, but East, East Coast, we well, don't care. So... It, it it just it became such an event that writers and and a lot you know it was a TV thing so a lot of print people because it became a TV show and a lot of you you'd have to remember how you used to have to kind of fight your way to the front you you'd be at a podium where there's somebody who was real popular you know whoever it is like Patrick Mahomes now or whatever and if you wanted to ask Patrick Mahomes a question you had to get close enough to shout it to him you right. know there was no moderator you know moderator that's saying okay you know let's go to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. You just had to fight your way, right? And then hope and then, the people cycled out to go on to somewhere else. And, and somebody would go, yeah. And, and then that was you. always fun because it's like, oh, excuse me, I got to get out. I got to get out. Coming out. Right, coming <laughs> out. Coming out. And somebody would fill in your place, you know? Right. And of course, if you're a print guy, you're always behind the cameras because they have to have a clear shot. So it's, it, it was this wrestling match. And then you'd have to, like, run to the next podium and try to get a question. And then during the week, they'd have the, the teams would come down to from their hotels. Usually they have a, a – you know, maybe a, a meeting room or something adjacent to their hotels. And then they'd sit at tables and risers, and it was a little more controlled. Um, but, yeah, this year, weird. It's like all virtual. So the Bucks are at their own facility, and so is Kansas City for that matter. And since since the facilities themselves really can't be used for meeting rooms, they have, you know, they have all these meeting rooms. They position meeting rooms everywhere. But they're not using them because they can't gather inside. Right. So – 
you'll have a you know a running backs room or a quarterbacks room, and so they set up a camera, and Tom Brady will sit down in a chair, and then there's a moderator he can see and hear, and they'll call on people, and he can only he can't see us. It's not like a true Zoom call, but he can hear the question and he just answers it. And so, how many people are on this call? Could be thousands. Yeah, could be hundreds. I only the moderator would know. Right. No idea. I mean, and, it's, not, and not everybody's mic is up. They they got to open your mic. They up, get right? to choose, right? They get to choose who they're going to call on. And we've been told, and it's worked pretty well so far, that if you're cover, one of the people covering the team, a local newspaper outlet, whatever, they will rush you sort of to the top of the line or closer to the top of the line. If you and you can move in and out of the rooms because there'll be nine players on doing these calls at once. Right. So you do it electronically, and of course, wouldn't you know? I'm not complaining, Mother Times, but wouldn't you know that my external mic on the computer I'm using right now, the, the actual internal mic works, but the external mic did not. So every time they call me, all right, let's go to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Rick? It turns into a silent movie. Rick, Rick, are you there? Rick? Okay, and you're we're going to move right? on. Going, let's yeah, go to I'm Greg Allman. For like, God's sake, God, yeah. And you know, And you know, at any minute, when you're swearing like a sailor, right? At any minute, that, that mic's going to click on. Right. And you're going to be national news, right? So you got to be really careful. So anyway, i got to go for a new microphone. So that's why, folks, you've heard my name called many times. And <laughs> it's not because I've, I've frozen or I've locked up. You know, I've done interviews. I'm not intimidated by Tyron Matthew. I'm not. Um, but... It's uh, I'm batting about three for six. Okay, so let me ask you this though, and just to take people a little bit behind the scenes, is that uh, sometimes those I've been to those media days. Sometimes they can be a pain. It's it's just like getting there and parking. Or oh, it's a, a long bus. day. Yeah, it's a long. Is this does this make your job any easier to do it this way? Because you're basically not leaving your. In a sense, yes. In a sense, it actually does because you're in the comfort of your home. Uh, you, it's not a traditional Zoom. You're not being seen, so you don't really have to, you know, put on you know, great clothes or anything. I mean, you know, yeah, not that you did when you went to the to the podium. But it it it's uh, what's good about it is they record all the all the sessions. Um, there's not many, as many questions asked, and you may only get one. Like if you were traditionally, if you were standing in front of the guy, you say, well, "Hey, I got a follow up," or "Hey, let me." You just out shout somebody right to get another right. one. So you might get one, and you got to move on. But, um, but overall, yeah, it's 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 less. But I mean, the same energy. people, like whatever. If Tom Brady's on there for, well, I mean, Tom Brady's a different story. But I mean, everybody's getting hour. the same information. That's basically what I'm saying. Everybody's like, you, getting exactly the same information. You can't, You're, there's no get, side. You can't bars. corner like a side. No, like and that was backup. the thing. Like if I knew a player, especially in, you know during you know pre-COVID times, I might wait out. Say Sean Murphy Bunting. You know what right. I mean. And there might be a lull in the action, and I may just pull him aside, or right. maybe I walk off the podium with him, or I walk around the corner off the table with him. You know, there are ways to get a one-on-one audience, you know, or two-on-one or three-on-one, as opposed to, you know, NFL Network and ESPN broadcasting everything that you ask. Right, because everything we do now is taped and it's used on national TV. So I mean, I could get the greatest response in the world, and before I can write a story about it. It's already out there, and there's 25 bloggers that have put it up online. So that part of it is different. You know, it's just we're all general consumption animals now, um, which I don't like because especially during the regular season, it's just that's not the way I do my job. I usually go where the scrum is not. Um, so, you know, that that part's unwieldy. But 
look overall, I mean, who are we? What are we complaining about? They're playing the Super Bowl on February seventh. It's incredible to me that they have that this league navigated this. Did not miss a game, Tom. They rescheduled a bunch of them. They made the Denver Broncos play without a quarterback. Um, and you know, we are just days away, and there's there's still some questions about. COVID with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs had a center and somebody else they're under uh, contact tracing because of a barber because they had somebody cut their hair that had COVID as it Would there out. be any scenario Rick if some super like if Tom Brady came down with COVID or was exposed to COVID Blaine Gabbert's going to have a hell of a day on Sunday then so They would you they would not like him and they the Mahomes both got it they would they, absolutely they would play the game The Super Bowl Yes Let's let's put. You can't move to Super Bowl a week. You're not going to move it a day. Why? I don't get that. I, why not? Because that's why just you? what they've decided. They've they've told it could because if if you were under that assumption, right? If you're like, well, so and so gets COVID, they'll just move the game. Then what is the what what is the whole purpose of trying to have these protocols and make people follow them? Because well, I mean, people. I know people who follow protocols who probably still get sick. Still, and they still can. Get it. And and if they do, it's. Pretty much, they've said it's just too bad. I mean, I, look, I understand. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong; I understand. I'm just playing devil's advocate that with one game left, with well, one game left, thing, and the know, ability Pat, we can move well, it now. Let's let's back up. Remember when Patrick Mahomes had a <clears throat> concussion? Yeah, from and the there game was talk, prior to the AFC yeah. Championship. There was talk about, ooh, you might not get out of concussion. I was like, I'll bet you any amount of money he gets out of concussion protocol. But I mean, somebody suggests. I think it was Colin Coward. Like, I think tongue. Move the game. Why not play Tuesday? Why not play a Su- Monday like, night? Suggested that everybody was like jumped all over. And like I said, I'm not sure he was serious about that. But that's different. That's an injury. But I get it. I do. But get this it. is COVID. This is a different world now. Yeah, and, and 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 how you caught it, and if you were just around somebody that you didn't know would have had it, and you didn't do anything wrong, you're wearing your mask and all that. I don't know why they would punish the team, but yeah, apparently, if you know Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady get exposed more than five days before the game, you know, or you less than five days. Less than, well, well, that's, when you, get, that's when you need the bio, bio reference lab people to really do you a solid. <laughs> well, look, Brady can't get it, right? He's drinking avocado milkshakes and stuff like that. He's like superhuman. Do we He's believe like a, he doesn't have the immunization by now that he didn't get a sh- I don't know. Oh, <laughs> don't say that. Oh my gosh, are you rumors. kidding me? <laughs> no, I don't I don't That's gonna start be on the ticker by the time we get done with this podcast. Yeah. Let me just Steve, say, what Steve's is Alex Guerrero right doing now. if he can't secure just a little vial of that? <laughs> I know if you're Tom Brady, you can't jump the line. Who can? Come on. What are we <laughs> I mean, talking about? I wouldn't even be mad at him. I'd be like, Well, yeah, let him up there. He's just let trying him go. to win, man. If you ain't cheating, you ain't he trying. could be sixty five. We nobody knows. Nobody I knows. Know, right? Maybe he is sixty five. He just looks good. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine the trouble he'll have if he needed something when he is sixty-five. They go, "You're not sixty-five, right?" He's like, "I mean, he might. Maybe he played. Yeah, maybe he was actually older. He was like that kid from that baseball team, Danny, whatever his name was, who was actually yeah. like fourteen when he was pitching when he was twelve. Like, actually, Brady from was the like, Bronx. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Jim Brady was actually twenty-five when he was at Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's a different Super Bowl. What are your now? You you've traveled to a few of these games, right? Didn't you go to? A no, you know what? This is going to be a stunner. Never, never been inside the stadium during Super Bowl Sunday. Really? Never. No. I mean, for years. Remember, for years I covered the. We kind of stopped covering them in a while. Yeah. You well, did the and I covered the Lightning. I was a hockey writer on it, and I've covered a ton of Stanley Cup Finals and a That's stunner. True. You yeah. know, but the uh, for Super Bowls, like I said back in the day, I was always the media writer, so I would. 
I would uh, cover the, um, and then once we, once so I was in the office basically during Super Bowls. But once once I became a columnist, we kind of stopped tra- let's travel stopped as far going. as columnists. Like you, you still went because you were the NFL writer. Um, you've how many? Like you've done you've done a a, a ton of them. Yeah, is Tampa, and where does Tampa as a city rank when it comes to? Super Bowl City. I mean, I think it's. I think most people really enjoy it. I mean, you got first of all the, the number one thing is they should never have a Super Bowl where you can't grow palm trees. That's what I believe. That's, that's rule number one. And so that means and, no Detroit, no Minneapolis, yeah, no New York, no, Minneapolis, no Indianapolis. Yeah, and they got you know they got lucky at both those places, Indianapolis, uh, New York. I think it was fifty five degrees when I got off the bus in New York, and then it started to snow like hell for three days. When I know, as soon as the game was over, right? Almost. That's sixteen hours in Laguardia. That's my next <laughs> book coming out after nobody knows I'm famous. Sixteen hours at Laguardia. Everybody, um, every sports writer ever has spent sixteen hours at, consecutively <laughs> at Laguardia at some point. If you haven't, then you're not really technically. A you know sports what I love writer. about when you're trapped in an airport like that? Besides from feeling like Tom Hanks in that movie. Um, is that uh, there? Like our flight was rescheduled twelve times, and we're in this we're in this terminal, and they they would announce you know like Delta flight sixteen eighteen to Tampa, Florida is now departing out of gate fourteen. So everybody would move from gate nine over to gate fourteen. Well, it wasn't leaving because it said delayed, right? Right. And there was no departure. So then about 25 to 30 minutes or maybe maybe two hours later, I go, Delta Flight 1214 to Tampa is now departing out of Gate 24. You're like, Jesus, I got to get up, move my stuff. And it was sort of like you're a carpet. Like you're just, you're just changing cor- street corners. You know what I mean? Like I think homeless. they do that on purpose just to keep you like, keep you. Keep you, make sure keep your, you move your blood's keep pumping you, or something, yeah, you know? Exactly. See, I never, I, I look, everybody, everybody, not just sports writers, everybody listening to this podcast has been stuck at an airport oh, at yeah. one time or another. And it's frustrating and I get it. But at the same time, I've always thought if I'm going to be stuck somewhere, I mean, there's a bathroom right there. There's pizza right there. There's coffee right there. <laughs> it's, I guess there's like worse places to be stuck than an airport, <laughs> right? Some, you well, could be stuck like at a bus depot somewhere, you know, that has, you know, Lay's potato have, chips, your only they dinner. Have coffee? You know. Yeah, they got vending machines. Vending machines, that's it. Right. You know. No, airports, so. I mean, you know, it's not the it's not the coolest. You know, there's some interesting people you meet at airports though. That's the other thing. Like if you're there long enough, oh yeah. You get to be you get to be friends in, in crisis, but yeah, so that's I remember that one. So there, but, there's been there's been some that, Tampa, there are some locations. Oh, but Tampa yeah. is a it's a good it's a good place to have a Super Bowl. I would always I've always said this. I think Tampa is one of the better stops. I don't know how I feel about baseball or hockey, but it's it's, and I would think hockey players would love it coming from Canada and northern places. But Tampa is like very easy. You fly into TIA, which is yes. we have one of the best airports in the country. You're a hundred steps to your luggage. Um, you can take a shuttle to the rental car place if you need one. If you don't, your hotel is maybe ten minutes away. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And then uh, not only is your hotel the stadium. Is also ten minutes away, right. so you can go from the airport to your hotel to the stadium all within, you know, two three miles of each other. It's, right, it's and you and pass and pass forty restaurants in between. Oh, yep, and a mall and a right. giant mall, which is an elite mall. It's great. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, it's one of those fashion malls that's just terrific. It's you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I know when I covered the, the National Hockey League, or even when the Lightning were were in the finals, um, a couple. Well, you know, a few years ago when he, when he played Chicago, I know other NHL writers 
that I that I've been friends with over the years, they were rooting for the Lightning to make the finals because they that's like a, coming here. That right? is a good trip. It is considered a good trip. Um, and then yeah, that yes, it's it's considered one of the better stops on the NHL tour. But there's, sure. there's some there's been some memorable. Like, yeah, I've done a lot of Super Bowls. Okay, I get it. I've been I've done this a long time. But um, you know, there there are some, and, and the game has changed and. You know, they used to cater to the media a little bit more than they did the print media. Obviously, now it's more an electronic event, more of a TV event, if you will. Um, but it was always it was always interesting, you know, to kind of see people, the types of people who go to the game, the build up in that city, usually about Wednesday or usually about Thursday when people start really coming in for the weekend for sure by Friday. And you feel the buzz in that city, and clearly not everybody can go to the game. They couldn't all have a ticket, so there's hundreds of thousands of people there, but only like seventy can go to the game, seventy thousand or so. And then you see the celebrities, you know, mm-hmm. and depending on where the game is, you know, will bring out more or less. Um, they had one at the Rose Bowl, which is still one of my all-time favorites. It was when uh, Dallas beat Buffalo in one of their Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and um, first of all, the Rose Bowl was freaking gorgeous i mean it's like pasadena is unbelievable you know the the venue out there is just tremendous with the mountains it was also when michael jackson was a halftime entertainment and he was red hot he was like motown 25 anniversary hot you know billy jean hot okay um almost thriller hot and he put on one of the one of the greatest halftime shows i've ever seen and then they would have the press conferences you know during the week First of all, there used to be a guy named Lee Rummel. Remember the name? Lee Rummel? Lee Rummel yeah, was the so. old PR guy for yeah. the Green Bay Packers, and we called him the Voice of God. And the Voice of God would be in the convention center of the media. Wherever the media was, there would be like a convention center. There would be you know, ballrooms and different, different conferences. You would go to certain press conferences, but there was a workroom, and there was always a speaker system. And Lee Rummel would sit there. And he would announce what the next press conference was like, you know, and he had this sort of almost Bob Shepard like voice, you know, he would go, you know, the commissioner's address will begin at 1230 in ballroom C. And so everybody would trot over to ballroom C, right? So I got to the point where you felt like, and Lee was elderly, and you got to the point where they felt like anything you put in front of Lee, he was going to read, you know, where it was like teleprompter guy. Right. And, uh, you know, once because I don't know, it just seemed funny to me. Like one time, it was like the press conference for the rap group Salt and Pepper will begin <laughs> in ballroom A. And it's like, wait a minute, did somebody tell him to say that? But um, but Michael Jackson in 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 a uh, halftime show press conference, and then you know now you've got E Entertainment, you've got Hollywood oh, yeah. Inside, get all those people. But I was. Tom, I was maybe 12 feet away from the guy. Yeah. Who, and he, like I said, he was in fuego, hot. Looked like he was made of wax. I'll give you that. <laughs> it could have been, you know, the wax museum, Michael Jackson, but didn't say anything, didn't really say much at all. The coolest one was in Miami when Prince, you know, it, it poured. If you remember in Tony right, Dungy right. beat the Bears down there, it was like 2009 or six. I Somewhere in there, yeah. And um, late two thousands, yeah. And he he had a his press conference, but you went in there and he more or less walked up and he goes, "People were betting whether I was going to say anything. Well, I got nothing to say." And he backed up three steps, picked up a guitar, and his band came out and they wailed for three songs. 
and that was the halftime press conference. That was the halftime press conference. The I, coolest thing in the world. That's like, one was, of my favorite stories. I, I think I've told, I know I've told you before, but I th- and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but that was the year. Sid Hartman, I worked with Sid Hartman. Sid, yeah. In Minnesota. Right. And, um, and, and Prince from Minnesota. Yeah, 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 Prince, Minnesota. One of the PR Hartman. guys there was uh, at the NFL helping out that year was the Vikings PR guy. Yeah. So Sid, who, had, you know, Sid just died this year, last year. He right. was 100, 100 years and old. He wrote a column to the last Wrote day. a column the day he died. Like the, the yeah. day he died, a column of his appeared in the paper. He was still writing three days a week. <clears throat> and if you have to know Sid, Sid was a little full of himself, but you would be too if you were 100 years old and still Hell writing. yes. Yeah. So and I so I worked I worked with Sid I knew Sid very well when I when I lived in Minnesota, but anyway he was he told the Vikings PR guy he's like hey this Prince guy I want to meet him, and the guy and the PR guy's like wait what he goes <laughs> yeah let, uh, introduce me to Prince, <laughs> and the guy's like Sid he's it's Prince like I'm not <laughs> he's, getting, he's like oh, he's, I thought he's from Minnesota he's one of us so he's like. Yeah, but he's Prince. Like, I can't get you to Prince. But Sid would never take no for an answer. You had to, basically, everybody had to do what Sid said. Because Sid was as famous as Prince in Minnesota. That's well, what so saying. here's what happened. So they, the guy's like, he talks, his, you know, he's like, he finds out where Prince is, like, like sort of where People his dressing are. room is mm-hmm. at the, where the press conference is. And they sort of talk their way through a couple security people. And, they, and he's got, like, his own security. And they're standing there. And all of a sudden, here's his door opens. And here comes Prince. With like three big bodyguards around him, and this guy, the PR guy's like, "There's no way I'm getting anywhere near Prince." There's, I'm gonna get killed. And Sid's mm-hmm. the, Sid's standing right there. He's like, "Is that him?" And all of a sudden, Prince walks by and stops, and he goes, "Hey, Sid Hartman." <laughs> and next thing you know, they have a like a ten minute conversation about the Timberwolves and the NBA and the Vikings, and like, and Prince was like, it, like enthralled with Sid, and Sid was just like. He oh, was like some rock and roll celebrity, yeah. 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 And so they walked away. Grew up reading him. And the guy said, uh, do you realize what happened just there, Sid? <laughs> Sid's like, what? He goes, Prince Prince doesn't do that with anybody. He goes, yeah, well, he just did it with me. <laughs> and like walked away. Like, that's like, okay, Sid's the coolest guy on earth ever. Yeah, it was, oh, that's a phenomenal story, yeah. But yeah, there was always there was always some good show. And then, you, you know, if you were in the right place, like the one in uh, – uh, at the Rose Bowl, we were staying like in Century City. We're staying in Hollywood area, mm-hmm. you know. And so one night, there used to be a uh, a Vikings former Vikings center. He was Joe Montana's center too. Dave Huffman, I think. I mean, rest in peace. He died in a one car accident years later. But he took us out. You remember Jim Suhan? You know Jimmy, right? Jim Suhan worked Jim with Suhan him from, at the Star Tribune. From, yeah. Still there. He's still at the still Star there as columnist now. Yeah. Don't ever ask Jimmy what happened to us in L.A. that weekend. But <laughs> um, one of the things we did, we went out with, with uh, Huffman, and um, he took us to some clubs in L.A. I don't know where the heck we were, but you'd run into like these, like B celeb. Like, remember the Wonder Years? Who didn't sure. watch the Wonder Years? Right? Yeah, it's great. Show. Our age or whatever, and. Um, of course, everybody remembers like Fred Savage, right? He was the star. Right, and, played, yeah, played the kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who played his girlfriend, um, but D- Danica McKellar, I think was. Is that who it was? Something like that. Yeah. What was her TV name? Winnie. I think her name was Winnie. Winnie. Winnie show, yeah. yeah. So then there was Winnie, but then, then he had a uh, friend, the Italian guy, Nick. Uh, was it Casella or something? I can't remember what his name was, but anyway, he was in there, mm-hmm. and he walks in. And it's like everybody knows him, and you just start rapping with the guy. It's like, 
So like this is like your your thing, like your hangout, and you know he didn't want to talk about the Wonder Years or whatever, but he's just like a regular dude, really nice guy. Bought him a beer, all this, bought us some beer, and you'd run into like TV people. It was just weird. It was like yeah. interesting. It was Hollywood, right? It was just like yeah, we're just in a club and there's so and so, you know, right? Um, so that was that was fun, but they, you know, look uh, the the things that people go to these bowls for are primarily it's the amount of athletes that show up, you know, the NFL players because they're all. A lot of them, even if they're not in the game, they're pitching products. They're, you know, you can I was going to say, the, the, the amount of money being lost, not just locally, but um, oh, the, the business that gets done oh, at a incredible. Super Bowl is just yeah. is gone. That's the sad part. That's what Radio Row was about. Like, Radio Row, you'd get celebrities. You know, Hollywood, like Kevin Costner would walk in there because he had just shot, you know, uh, remember the movie about the draft? Sure. Yeah. With um, Cleveland Browns and all that. Yeah. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns and all that. Draft day. And, and, Draft, draft day. day, yeah. See, it's about the draft. I was right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it was a movie. It was about draft day. What was it called? Yeah. <laughs> it was about the draft on that day, and it was a Browns it was called it's draft about day. The day of the draft. I don't. <sighs> and who's the uh, the uh, the young lady? Um, what's in your wallet, girl? Uh, the um, you know what I'm talking oh, Jennifer about Jennifer Garner. Jennifer yeah. Garner. She was in that. <laughs> I love how you, that's how you described her, and I immediately knew what you were talking about. We're not playing password, by the way. <laughs> I was gonna say we're, this is like, we're playing like, like hundred thousand dollar. Let's pyramid. go to Kitty Carlisle for a hundred. <laughs> like it was like that was uh, like you said it. I knew exactly what you meant. Show. What's in your wallet? I'm like I have no idea who you're talking. About. Oh wait a minute, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, welcome to the ten thousand dollar pyramid. It's like all of a sudden it's like uh, what's in your wallet, Jennifer Carter? Jennifer right. Carter. Yeah. Next one. Um, so yeah, that's my clue. But yeah, it was just, it's been fascinating to do all these Super Bowls and you see Hall of Famers and you see guys that are up for the Hall of Fame. And um, I remember, you know, uh, we were in San Francisco and um, Mr. D, my wife's boss, Eddie DeBarlow, was going into the Hall of Fame where we hoped. And um, she was working on his campaign. And I remember that night after he got in, what's sad is there's always, you know, there's 15 finalists. And so they have a class of five and two seniors. And there's always about, you know, eight, ten guys that didn't get in, right? The losers. And, and the losers. <laughs> and so we walk around, we do the L, right? If you didn't get in, it'd be the L. And, yeah, um, sure. And so one night after um, the vote was tabulated and, you know, I think he got in, but other people didn't or maybe it was the night when he was a loser. I can't remember. But we were walking around, and I swear to you, we ran into every single person who lost <laughs> that didn't get in the Hall of Fame. Like, everyone. So we needed one more guy. Like, we're like... Wow, there's Jerome Bettis, you know, sitting over there at the bar, you know, like by himself crying into his drink. Oh, there's so-and-so, you know, from the Vikings, uh, you know, Chris Carter, and he, he didn't get in either, and he's, you know, doing getting ice cream or whatever. So you, so had, like saw, your bingo, you had like your bingo card out, and you're like checking. We had them all. We had them all except for one. We go, you know who we didn't see? We didn't see Tim Brown. It's like, you're right. We didn't see Tim Brown. <clears throat> Tim Brown. We get in the elevator. And we're going up to our floor, and we push the seventh floor. And when we, I swear to you, this is the true story. We get up to the seventh floor, the door opens, it's Tim Brown. <laughs> I swear to God. Bingo! I was like, that's it. I got the winners. I'm the losers. So we well, got I hope that someday, uh, soon, and I know these things are lined up 
a few years ahead of time. I hope they I hope they come back to Tampa. I feel you and I talked about this. I feel like Tampa's no the reason the game's here. They bailed out the NFL. I mean, Tampa was going to get something out of it too. Obviously, well, they had a flood in L.A. in the stadium. Was, this game right. was supposed to be in L.A. It's supposed to be in L.A. And the, and the construction of the stadium got put behind. They weren't sure it was right. going to be done. You got to have two years of operation in the stadium before they'll put the game in. To get right. all the quirks out. And so, uh, and so Tampa Bay was stood up. Obviously, they got something out of it too. Like, yeah, we'll take this game. And now that they've taken it and they're doing the best they can with it, but I feel like the NFL. I hope I hope the NFL looks and say, "Hey, we we owe you one down the line." I asked my friend Roger that very question, RG. RG, and, and he just said, "Well, you know, Rick." Um, and he did say, "Rick, you know, you Rick." Know Rick, pass the salt, would you please? But. Um, <laughs> You want to pick up that name for me, Tom? Um, you know, Rick, uh, Tampa has been host to, I think this is their fifth Super Bowl, which is like the fourth most of any city in the United States. So I'm quite confident to say that, you know, at some point, um, this has always been a great host city, and I'm sure that the NFL owners would want to come back here at some point. You know, not going to commit, right? Like, yeah. I want to hear that you get the next one, you know, but... That's no, I, I but, but but now it's true that he says that, and I, and I know that he has to be real diplomatic. I mean, they're, they he's not going to award it over over a the phone to me. Why not? Right. Well, but I mean, the thing is, think, circumstances have changed. Yeah, it is the fifth one, but I mean, there were times, as you remember, years ago, Rick. I mean, it, it was L.A., New Orleans, Miami, and that was about it. Like it yep. was just. And but, then they went to the Northern Super Bowls, which right, screwed people start everybody building, up. Right. People started building domes. That's why it's domes. been so long since the Tampa's had one. Right. And then Arizona started, you know, they, put, they moved into Arizona. The NFL moved there. and They so, went to MetLife. They went to Minnesota. They, they went, went to, to Minnesota. Indianapolis. You're right. Dallas is now Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. In Dallas, it was an ice storm the day before the game. An right. ice storm, Tom. But, yeah. I mean, these stadiums are getting built all over the place. Oh, yeah. You build a stadium, you get a Super Bowl. Vegas is going to get one here eventually. Uh, oh, so, for, for sure. So, I mean, I, that's that's the thing. It's like circumstances have changed. That Yeah, Tampa Bay was in the rotation there for a while. I'm not sure there is a rotation anymore. There's you know? not. And, and I think, well, here's what I here's what I think I think, as Peter King would say. I think they're going to have a lot of Super Bowls in L.A. because that's the stadium that the NFL invested the most money in. And and that makes sense, right, because they, they've got skin in the game. they got two two teams playing there. Um, I think they'll have the combine out there. They were supposed to have the uh, the draft was supposed to be in Las Vegas last year, and that got canceled. And I don't think it'll be there this year because I don't think we're past COVID, you know, in time by April. But eventually, they want they want to go out to Las Vegas. They'll have a Super Bowl there. So yeah, it could be years. And don't forget, Raymond James is a twenty year old stadium, twenty something right. year old stadium. Twenty two. Which I, I mean, stadium. it's beautiful to me still. But um, but I mean, you've in, been in some of these other state, and I think it's a good functional state. Like not more than functional. I think it's nice. I do too, but, but boy, that's these, sort of the shelf others? life of these stadiums are about twenty years. Yeah, I mean, they, they tore were. down the Georgia Dome after twenty years. I know, and the Georgia Dome seemed great, and then you go into the new one, and it's like and okay, you're like, wow, yeah. this is really this, nice. Yeah, this is pretty nice too. So they Could, may need a ever new scenario, Rick. Um, Mexico City, London, and for a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, L- London. They almost have never. to have a team there, right? Yeah, I think Jacksonville would have to be there first, but I uh, the game wouldn't happen. start till like midnight over there. <laughs> well, true. you could play in the morning over there. I mean, but I mean, if the game's going to start at six thirty here, that's well, no, it's ten thirty or eleven. Oh yeah, it'd be very 10, late. Like 10, yeah, I see what you're saying. There, yeah, yeah, be late. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's true, too. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that is correct, because we would do games in the afternoon, and they're on here at like 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'd have all day to write. Yeah, it'd either be 10.30 or 11.30 at night over there, depending on Deadlines are really good in London, Tom. Yeah, oh, well, I know. I've States. been to Austria, and I've been to Russia, and they are great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Japan. It was so weird because they're across the international date line. So I could cover a game, go to bed, wake up the next day and write it, and I'd still have time on deadline. Right. Yeah. It was very odd. It yeah. was like... Well, wait a minute. It's Wednesday here. Yeah, but it's still like Tuesday morning over here. <laughs> okay, exactly. I'll go to bed then. I never knew what day it was. True story. I didn't know what day it was, and I didn't know what time it I was. I get confused when I go to California. So yeah, <laughs> I well, imagine imagine, yeah. imagine being across. I the couldn't. Li- you know what? I think I've people. I'm sure listen to this podcast, and they like it. But I'm sure it would be weird. It would be for me. It's weird being in California, getting up. It feels like the day's half over when you get up at nine o'clock, and because it is back east, Mm -hmm. it is. And you're watching a game on. You're watching NFL games at at ten o'clock in the Mm -hmm. morning. It just seems so weird. And Hawaii would even be like. I remember being in Hawaii uh, over Thanksgiving one year and watching college football at seven a.m. Yeah, Yeah. I watched the NBA finals over there um, in I think in June and. There were the night games back yeah. east, and I was watching them at like two in the afternoon. Yeah, Monday Monday afternoon. night football would start at three. Yeah, see, I think that's and then so they would weird. tape delay it and run it later at night again on the local station because it's kind of cool. In this, it's cool in this sense is that like you can get all that out and still have the whole day and night to yourself. Yeah, so no, I get that, it. and I love like watching the Open Championship golf. You know, yeah. or, or Wimbledon is or French Open. It's really cool in the mornings. Yeah, it's on like at, yeah ten o'clock in the morning. Breakfast at Wimbledon, Bud Collins. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Murata, where life is like a staycation every day. Contact us at MuratastayK.com. Okay, so we haven't talked since um, they did Green Bay. <laughs> Have well, we? yeah, I mean, we talked about Yeah, we talked about Rodgers and that, yeah. Well, what do you, I mean, this matchup with Brady and, and uh, Mahomes, the goat against the kid. Yeah. First of all, I don't think that anybody's ever going to catch Tom Brady. I agree. But if you were if, – if, if let's say, Michael Jordan had gone to the Wizards and took his team to the NBA Finals and he met LeBron there, that's what we're talking about here. That's exactly. the matchup we're talking about. Yes. Which is but really I don't pretty, think it's, pretty unique. I don't think it's – there's some people – I think Romo said something about this the other day where he's trying to equate like he needs this – Mahomes needs this game to sort of he's be in a conversation. Yeah. And I, but I agree with – I can't remember who said it. One of the guys on Get Up or something like that is – it's so stupid to talk about future goats. You can't be a future goat, okay? You either are a goat or you're not. Or you're a kid. It, it, which is I don't a think we goat. can project like, oh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, okay, if you win eight or seven. Yeah, but keep in mind now, if he wins this one, he was an overtime flip away from maybe playing for his third in a row. I get it, but who knows what's going to – if I if you'd have told me two years ago that Carson Wentz that's true. was going to be who he is now, he I'd MVP been like, MVP candidate, 33 touchdowns, Nick Foles. Mops up and does the Super Bowl, and now he can't play at all. 
Right. I mean, and think about that. I mean, that's stuff. But that's happens. not going to happen to Mahomes, though. I that's don't think so. Happen. But I thought I watched RG three for half a year, and I thought, oh, this guy's the future of the NFL. And you didn't think it was Mahomes, though. I, I, but I thought he was. I mean, he was a, he was rookie of the year, right? Wasn't he was. He? he ran around a lot, got hit a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you'd have told me a couple of years into Cam Newton's career that Cam Newton's career would end up like this, I'm not he, saying he that. Ma- I think yeah. Mahomes is terrific. He might be the most talented guy we've ever seen at that position. He does things that are just, it almost seems unfair. It looks like a video game. Or it looks like mm-hmm. it looks like a like you're playing pickup football with kids. Right. And and it's and because and it's funny too, you like watch these like Kelsey catches a, a thousand passes a year, it seems like. He does. I haven't seen him like run a route other than I'm just going up there and turn around. And it's, a, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. He lines up at tight end and just runs across the field, and he's wide open. And it's uncoverable. Uncoverable. And clearly, it's a scheme thing as well. And he knows how to do it. And Mahomes knows where to find him. And they may be this. Mahomes could be the greatest of all time, but it's way early yet. I think he's got a long way to go before. But that might be in his favor, though, right? Because if he's doing sure. this and he's only twenty-five years old, he's twenty-five years old. He's been an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. He could be winning his second Super Bowl at 25. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady went through a period there. He won a bunch early, and then he went like eight years without winning it, without going to a Super Bowl. Didn't go to one. Yeah, I mean, there was we had that little run there where who like Carol, um, who was the Steelers were in it, and Baltimore yeah, was Baltimore in won it. one. Yeah, yeah. So, but I just. I don't know, Rick. I think the other thing that, that could hurt Mahomes too, and I think the thing that Brady—not to take anything away from Brady, because you know I just just went cr- slobbered, you know, all over Brady last you love week about him. Yeah, yeah, greatest thing ever. But I think Brady did have a huge advantage. He played in what may have been the weakest division we've seen in football over the last twenty years. I mean that. But that only was, got you. I mean, that could get you a home field advantage, which is huge in the playoffs. It is but huge. that only that only got you to the playoffs. You still had to beat whoever the other best teams were in the AFC. Oh, absolutely. But it it did give you all home games in the playoffs for the most part. And really helped them, yeah. And you're playing He's a, never like taken this worst. road before. He never took this no. road. Right, which goes to show you what an advantage that other thing is. And I don't know that Mahomes is going to have the opportunity to do that. I just, I just look at this and say, if Mahomes wins this game, it'll be a really big deal. Mahomes could be on his way, but... Let's wait. Like you literally, you literally have to wait for like five or six years, and he's got to make like four or five more Super Bowls. It's a it's, to put those numbers into perspective is almost impossible. It, he's got a long way to go. And here's the thing, Brady's not done. He's not through. I know. I know. <laughs> what did he say thing, the other day? What did he tell you the other day? He's going to play till he's. They 45. said, "Would you consider playing after the age forty-five? He goes, "Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely." And nobody thought that was crazy. No one thought it was crazy. Everybody was like, "Well, when are they going to? They should sign you now. You know, they like, should sign you to an extension." But I'll tell you that there there are coaches in the league saying, "Okay, what's who's he going to sign with after the next <laughs> right. after next year? Right. It's two year deal, right?" Okay, who's this up, who's good. up? I went I went to the Bucks and then I went to the Rams and ah, you know. Let me tell you. Let me ask you a question right now, Rick. Okay, let's say let's even say they got beat by Green Bay last second. Green Bay came back, won that game or whatever. Or yeah. they played or fine. They played this week and a. You know, just lose. a normal. They lose like thirty-four, twenty, or something like that. And his contract was up. I'm telling you, how many teams would be lining up for him next year? I think there'd be a bunch. Oh yeah, well the Rams would have been one of them before they made this trade with right. Uh, I think the Colts Detroit. would be all over it. Colts, yeah. New England would love to get back in on it. Yeah, they might think. Detroit. I mean, Detroit. I mean, before the Jared Goff thing would have loved to. Well, they got Dan not that Campbell he would have gone to any of these teams. Philly. 
I mean, think of all the teams that would have jumped on him. How about the Washington? Saints? How about the Saints without Drew Brees? How about Saints? Chicago? How about you know all these teams that looked at him the last time? And if I, and if I if my option was Brady, Jameis, uh, Cam Newton, Taysom if he wants Hill. to still play, I think about it. Like Jared Goff. Oh. No, Desha- yeah. All, other than Deshaun Watson, I don't know if there'd be a more attractive quarterback. Other than Mahomes, there. that's yeah, that's stuck. Really I mean, the guys who, are, yeah, who might Watson. who might move to another team. I mean, no, and you know what? I think you're going to see more of this. Like the great thing that the Bucks were able to do is they didn't have to give any compensation to New England. He was a free agent, so they just had to sign him to a 25 million, which is a bargain, by the way, and, and deliberately so. He doesn't. He always leaves money on the table to get players around him. You know, he could he could ask for 40 million dollars and get it. But he took twenty five a year, um, but you know he, I, I definitely think that he can play a couple of years, and you know there's there's no signs of him slowing down. Like it's not even some people are like, well, what if the confetti falls on his head and Giselle says to come home? But mm, no, I think he, his he's bent on doing this as long as he can do it this well, and and you know he he really believes that people want him out of the league so they can win, and he won't <laughs> let them win. And look what he just did. He changed conferences and he went to that championship. Like it's, I, I, it's we crazy. talked about it. But if he wins this week, one, it's if he wins this one, Tom, if he wins his seventh Super Bowl, and he does it, changing teams in a in a pandemic, going on the road to win three games, beating Drew Brees, beat up as he was, right, and then uh, also beating Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes on the way to your seventh Super Bowl, it's game over, man. It's like he'll have – no one's catching him at seven because then Mahomes is like a one he's got seven. Yeah, imagine that. You know? I mean, even as it is, if Mahomes wins, he still needs he's still four, a long more, ways away, four more yeah. to catch him just right. to tie him. Right. I mean, it's it, hard to get to four Super Bowls, let alone win them all. Right, and that's what – you know what? The thing I would – the guy I would compare him to in a way is – you remember for years we just looked at Tiger Woods and just the ama- amazing golf that he gave us there for for a pretty good stretch and you look up and even now he's still two away from jack nicholas's yeah, all-time that's, record that's at Grand how Slams. great jack was yeah and that's what you almost lose sight of how of dominant jack nicholas was over those over his career and and winning at age 46 of the masters or whatever and that's sort of what we look at kid brady is you almost need somebody else to come along to try to do it and to realize how to hard it is to do. how hard it is, yeah. <laughs> right, because here's Mahomes, and you're right. Mahomes is off to a good start. He's, you know, he was an offsides away maybe from playing for his third Super Bowl now. But right. but that's but that that's my point. Uh, it, you needed everything to go right. A guy jumped offsides, and it cost you maybe a chance to win another mm-hmm. Super Bowl. It did. You know, so that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like we could sit here and, and think about, you know, oh this team's set, this team's set, or this guy's set. You just never know what's going to happen. Here's what else I don't want to hear ever is somebody say, yeah, but he, you know, if he loses this game, yeah, he went to 10, but he lost four of them. Stop it. Okay, stop it. Is that better than going to four and winning all four? What it, that means you failed all those other years. You only went to four. You won them all, but you failed every other right. year. This guy went to 10. No, that that's, the, that's the classic LeBron-Jordan That's the LeBron argument. thing. It's like, well, LeBron, Jordan never lost the final. Yeah, but he got eliminated all those other times, right? Right. Whereas LeBron took his team to the final, right? And I'm not. I'm not. And I like Jordan better. Than yeah, LeBron. look, I'm not here to say but, LeBron's better. Than, but but, but if I you, think accomplishments. This, I, yeah, this narrative that like, well, you know, he's six and four in Super Bowls. That ain't so good. Okay, 
How many people even get to go to one, much less that many, and then win? Well, just think about the Tampa Bay Bucks organizations going to its second. <laughs> well, if he wins, if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll have more Super Bowl trophies or rings than any franchise, or as many as any franchise in the National Football League. You realize that? Like, if he were a franchise, he'd be the most successful franchise. Would in the be league. his seventh, right? Yeah. So does Pittsburgh mean, does have seven? Pittsburgh has six. Okay, he'd have yeah. more than Pittsburgh. Right. More than Dallas, and now more than New more England, more than San Francisco, <laughs> more than New England, right? Right. Yeah, six is the record currently. I mean, yeah. for a franchise, right? And he has six himself. So he would he would be the best franchise in the NFL. Yeah, it's just uh, stupid. It's just amazing. And and for him, and I, I almost find like I'm with you, Rick. Like just getting to these games. Oh. This isn't like this isn't just you had to win. I mean, it's hard to get to a Super Bowl. That's my point. I mean, I'm not think I'm breaking. I'm just not breaking news exactly here, but. Just to get to a Super Bowl is really hard. Yeah. 18 years for the Bucks, And before that, forever. Right? Ask Detroit Lions. I, I mean, 18 know, years. Ask the Cleveland like, Browns. If you're, I, I mean, if you, I was telling my uh, daughter on the way to school, because she's like eight years old. No, she's nine years old. So I was like, I go, you know, they last won 18 years ago. And I said, for example, if they went this stretch again, you would be 28 years old. My math right? 27 years old. You you'd be 27 years old before the Bucks would be in another Super Bowl. You'd probably you may have a child by then. Well, I mean, you know look, at I mean? The, look at the Kansas City Chiefs before last year. 50 I mean, years. It, they yeah. Yeah, 50. Right. Yeah. And now, like I said, we have franchises that have never gone that have Detroit, never won Cleveland. It. Yeah. So, it's a it's something people should embrace. They should enjoy. I think they're excited. We'll see. Finally, there's um, only one franchise that's been to more Super Bowls than Tom Brady, and that's the Patriots. Correct. They've been to eleven. That's right. Nine of them with Brady, and then two before mm-hmm. Brady. Yeah, they lost to the Bears in '85, and I don't know when else. '96, they lost. Okay. Yeah, the Steelers and Cowboys have been to eight, and Brady's going to his tenth. Well, the Broncos have been to eight as well. Gosh, that's incredible. Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Marina Bay St. Petersburg, luxury waterfront homes where sports fans and enthusiasts live and play. Marina Bay is a 60-acre gated community on Bogusiega Bay. All new construction is available now. Contact us at marinabaystpete.com or call 727-906-3300. All right, Tommy, let's, uh, before we get out of here, what's going on at pointer.org? Orge. Did I hear that uh, you and uh, Katie are pen pals again? Yeah, she she sent me a nice little note the other day. Um, mm. And yeah, standing. We're, we're pals. Yeah, you don't want pals. to share that. You don't want to tell me anything about that note, do you? I you can't. Just, I can't tell you. No, <laughs> no. She she uh, was just commenting on something I wrote in my newsletter, and then I commented oh, on something okay. she wrote in her newsletter. Some like mutual nice. admirations. A... Yeah, I can see how that works. Yeah. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah, yeah. You give, give me a wine, I get you a hand wipe. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I get it. So what's um, going on? What are we talking about these days? Because you know things have con- quieted down a little, a bit. little bit, yeah. a little bit. It's hard, it's hard to imagine, but things are. You know, uh, they built that wall though, just around the Capitol, so everything's calm now. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just or not. Yeah. No. I. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah. now things are things are quieted down and get a little, little bit back to normal. So Good. We're we'll fine. Out, hopefully, hopefully, you know, hopefully, Rick. You know, the big story obviously now was COVID and just. We're all hoping yeah. that the vaccine situation gets straightened out. And, man, this will be – I don't have to – the books and stories and movies that we'll make someday or we'll look back 20 years from now. But 
hopefully by the end of do, by the start think, of next football season, hopefully we'll be back to school. By right now, I would say most, if not all, Americans know somebody who has had COVID and or maybe have died from it. Yeah. Right? My you brother had it. Fortunately, he's okay. You know. Um, do you know anyone that died from it? I Yeah. I know a couple of people. Couple, we, we worked with uh, some yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, who... Um, who no longer work at the t- who yeah. no longer worked at Some the Some of my in-laws uh, my uh, father-in-law's best friend died of it. I mean Yeah. And it's just a uh, it's just a ama- I I talk all the time. I talked to my brother who lost his sense of taste and smell, smell which yeah. he thought it was really it's odd. Super bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a sense I want to lose by the way. I know. I know, right? And he said he he discovered it when he was making bacon and eggs and he couldn't smell the bacon. And he's like, "What's mm. going on?" Because he felt fine otherwise. And he's, you know, he's in his 60s, so he's he's a little bit. Hey, honey, smell. Does this bacon smell good to you? <laughs> does it I mean, smell do you, anything? Does it smell to you? at all? Does exactly. It, Usually, is it smell, bacon? Does, hey, does this milk smell good? Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it it's just, it's just, I just it. find it so odd, Rick. I mean, you know, you get the flu, I get the flu, Steve gets the flu. We all basically have the same symptoms. We all have a fever yeah. and body aches and chills, right. and we lay in bed for three days. I mean, this thing is you either don't know you have it or you die, you know, or somewhere in between. It's the it's crazy, right? I think the mind I think I think the mental anguish of that, like what you just said, the uncertainty when you when you're diagnosed with it. And I Lord knows I don't want anybody that I know to be or and I certainly don't want to be. And that's why, because I think mentally, I think it does a number on you, because imagine every time you're like in life. Okay, I just climbed up the stairs a little while ago and I'm sure I was short of breath. Oh, I know. <laughs> that happened to me one day. I was talking I to somebody to and I was out of breath for a second. I'm like, oh, I got COVID. And, then, and if you think about it, you go, I can't get, I can't get my breath. What? Maybe I got COVID. But every, literally, like you said, there's so many different symptoms and things that you can get carried away with. But, you know. So hopefully we're just, uh, hopefully we see that light at the end of the day. Nah, I don't know. I think it's a long way, man. They get, we need more vaccines and they, they got to produce those. Yeah. And, Get them out in people's arms. So check out Tom's newsletter. It's every day in pointer.org. You can sign up for it. It'll come right to your mailbox or uh, your phone or wherever you read things, I'm sure. Right, or I'll, bring it, I'll come bring my phone. Or he'll knock on the head. We'll bring it to read you. Read it on my phone. <laughs> you'll read it to them, right? Are you like exactly like uh, audiobook type thing? Sure. Audio newsletter? You yeah. You should do that. There's probably, probably a future in it. All right, Tommy, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Sounds good. Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Breitling Boutique. Breitling Boutique is an international plaza. It's one of only 15 in the United States. They've welcomed championship quarterbacks, Hall of Famers, and championship boxers as clients. But they treat everyone the same when you come in. And just tell them Rick and Steve sent you, and you'll get a free Breitling cap whenever you try on one of those beautiful watches. The Lightning, by the way, they play this afternoon at 5.30 against the Detroit Red Wings, so make sure you check that out. Chris Archer, the right-handed pitcher, he's back from the Pirates, now with Tampa Bay Rays again. We'll discuss that tomorrow and have plenty of Super Bowl coverage. And Tom Jones returns to the podcast. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.